the Koi Gig part on Off The Ball. I don't like it. I want to be up there in Group A. I don't care who we get. We should be up there competing against them. But, you know, as you said, we're going to win that group and then get promoted, hopefully. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Very good morning to you. Welcome along to Tuesday morning's OTB AM with myself, Shane. We've got Colin Booney. Good morning, Colin. Hello, Shane. Good morning, Adrian Barry. Good morning, Adrian. Shane, Colin, good morning to so you. So good, I said it twice. Yeah. How are things, lads? Good. Keeping well? Yeah, all good. Good. Um, come here to me. Tell, uh, I'll tell you this. I was playing my first six aside last night in weeks. My uh, big combat. Six aside? Yeah. Could not wait. Could, you and me both, Shane. Could not wait. Couldn't, of course, be five aside five, or seven aside. Could, well, I don't organise. Could not wait, right, on my way to the match was started at eight. Yeah. As you know, if you were in Dublin last night, I don't know what it was like around the country. Ooh, the yeah. heavens opened mm. and then some. They did. Mm. Match was called off because the Astro was flooded. No way. That's how bad the rain was. The Astro was... We got there at five to eight and the announcement was you can't play. Astro's flooded. It happened Could pretty quickly, didn't it? it? Went it didn't on Instagram, was cheered up a little by seeing Shane Hannon's incredible picture oh, yeah. of the lightning bolt uh, oh, really? by the Guinness, the Guinness factory. Yeah, Guinness right. stories. I was w- waiting in my room. I was like, this is too good. I love an old weather phenomena. Give us so a look was, there. We any? don't know if we have a photo. It's on your Insta feed, is it? It's certainly on the Instagram feed. It was, um, oh, it's, it's remarkable. Sure, look, they all follow Shane Hannon out there. Don't worry. Everyone will see it. It's on the Twitter as well, if on you want to check the Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, perfectly timed. Shane Hannon's oh, the Twitter is a better one, yeah. yeah. Um, um, it's incredible. It's like a, a fake picture. Like it's, It, it looks so good. Yeah. It's fake? I've got a, no, I've got a, I've got a confession to make. It's not yours. It is my photograph, but but it's not from that one. No, no, it, and it was yesterday while the th- thunderstorm was going on. <laughs> but everyone was like to me, "Shane, how did you get that photograph? You're an unbelievable photographer." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Well, it's actually very easy." And I do this often when there's a thunderstorm. It. You take the video, yeah, and then and you take a screen grab of the yeah. You, you pause the video, <laughs> you go along to the screen grab, you, scr- you you screenshot it, you make it look good, and that that's it. Um, oh, it's, it's real. Oh, it's real though. It's just yeah, a video. Yeah. It's just, but it's, it doesn't have um, much talent. The tax driver this morning couldn't get over how you managed to capture it. Did you see, now, now I've opened the kimono, as they say. As <laughs> Jerry says. Jerry would say. <laughs> There's nobody else. There's anybody yeah, else. I've spent too said. much time with Jerry. Um, who were these people that said to you it was an amazing photograph? You're, you should like, get into photography full I had a few people that, that really? said that that's going to be in the papers. These people, and I was these like, people are ah, very close to you, obviously. David, you're an yeah. amazing singer songwriter. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> people stop me in the street and they say. Yeah. <laughs> It was, no, like, it, it was just because it was hitting the Guinness storehouse, and I thought, oh, this is this is." Magic. It actually wasn't hitting the storehouse. No, it wasn't. No, it was, it was probably somewhere beyond. Yeah. But like, I mean, visuals. Sorry, I mean, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't get much sleep last night, but I've already sounded like a yeah, curmudgeon here. Either. So, I didn't yeah. either. But um, can you credit that Astro game called off pitch flooded? Yeah, well, it, uh, fairly teamed down for about twenty I felt, minutes. I felt very sorry for the seven to eight crowd playing. They were like drowned rats coming off. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, yeah, it came down big time over a short period of time. That's what you get. And also when the ground is wet, any, yeah. or sorry, the ground is really dry after a really warm day, it just sits on top and that's yeah. what you get. Great, great, great thunder and lightning last night. Oh, it was fantastic. Great thunder. Well, there's, the photo. Oh, there's the photo. Look at it there. For anyone who, wow, wow, wow. Sideways as well. You could have straightened it up. I, I, I was panicking. Do you know, I was like, this is going to miss my <laughs> chance here. Panicking. How long the thunder and lightning was going to be there. But it, touched, it, it certainly uh, grounded it, itself. It was very place. impressive. Yeah. You can never, sometimes you can't tell if someone's bringing in the bins or if it's thunder. 
last night it was uh, or a, tr- or a, le- a heavy heavy truck going past. Absolutely. Mm. Imagine in the olden times when there was none of these things and thunder happened. You think the world is about to end? Good. You know, nearly name a god after thunder. Stop. Or now, yeah. a shifty lads already pointed out in the comments. Mm. There should be games every Monday afternoon. Ah, oh. such a feel good vibe. Now, the weather was nice yesterday yeah. afternoon before the thunderstorm, but then you read at three o'clock, Fulham Leicester wasn't on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Diego had it. Diego <laughs> had it. Yeah. What a game! Twelve euro, five three. Crazy. Five three. What lads? What games? Yeah, three games, twenty one goals. Like, Have a coronation every weekend. Hundred mm. percent. I think the record was sixteen goals for. Uh, Premier League game week that had three matches so like, they absolutely demolished that 6, 7 and 8 goals scored between the three games Ridiculous. Yeah. and also like that they weren't sort of dead rubbers that everybody was kind of just patting along like, there, was, there was something for everybody and you know and then each one of them would win like everything would win and you would, they must have been thinking oh this is, we've got a march and everything now this is yeah. great and then the other teams around them would win but a good, good uh, couple of days for themselves in West Ham Jesus yeah if, if Everton stay up now, they're going to look back at th- that performance, not just the result, the result but the I performance. Think that, I think they're say. going to stay up. Yeah, I, so think, I think that will be the game that, that they look back on being mm-hmm. that was the start of their survival. It's hard to see. What points do you think is going to... What, what's the... They have... I think their last two games are fine. They were Manchester City at home next. So, okay. Don't expect anything Gone. from that. Yeah. Uh, Wolves away. Wolves on the preferred mm-hmm. beach. Yeah. And Bournemouth at home. Also joining Wolves in the beach. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For yeah. Great, right, great day out. That would be. Yeah, Bobby Dwyer pointing out it was up there with the Stevens Day 1963 results that they remember match the day wheel out every now, uh, every now and again. And Evan Ferguson back in the bench. He got 45 minutes for yeah. Brighton last night. That was every, I don't know if you're probably the same, but every Brighton game, I'm just oh, yeah. I'm looking, totally. at, looking at yeah. live score. What's the story? Is he? Yeah, excellent. Well, uh, Undav, their third choice striker, started. And yeah, Ferguson came on, and uh, it probably does. Yeah, probably gets lost in the whole thing that he nearly scored. Yeah. Uh, beautiful a couple move. Of them. And dropped the shoulder just at the edge of the box. The one where his left foot at the edge of the box, and Jordan Pickford tipped it onto Great the crossbar. Yeah, yeah, that was a three 0 down. And then um, McAllister hit the bar as well before Everton scored their fourth goal. Dwight McNeil. He's always had this in him, hasn't he? He's just yeah. no confidence. But those two goals, the way he took them, rounding the keeper Astro style, and then the last goal of the game, his second, Ryan Oof. Giggs against Arsenal-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely smashed into well, the roof. Well. Something beautiful too when the when it's lashing rain mm. and the nets are soaking and he hit the ball so hard that the water oh, splashed off the net. That, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And also, to be very niche about it, uh, the way that Harvey Barnes's first goal against Fulham went in, Hits the crossbar, hits oh, yeah. the line, goes up the roof, and that comes back out. That yeah. sound, it's enjoyable. That crack, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Like the thunder, love you that. Just love a bit of noise. Great sounds this morning. Yeah, it was good. So Fulham three 0 up at half time, and you're thinking, right, this is game over. But Leicester, I mean, Leicester showed a bit of fight to come Darr. back into it, but it was never really kind of, kind of that. Yeah. The um, Southampton game last night that they could have gone. Was it five two up? They could have gone at one point, and then yeah. uh, the goal got disallowed. And um, and suddenly it nearly nearly ended up in a draw at the end. The goalkeeper comes up, and um, it's you know. But I think in reality it was not the as right tight as they looked. Um, I was looking at it, and um, you know, you're thinking. Obviously, you're looking at the goals that are going in. Mm. Um, great decision to drop Gavin Bazuna here, and uh, I just thought, I wonder, you know, like, look, I don't know, what do you've got to some of those? We'd like might, to think he, he might have, certainly over the first couple of them. I was thinking maybe he he might have done. And you just never know. Some of them are so close in as well when the shots come in that like it really are in the lap of the gods to try and get the paw to it. He does have a bit of um, history in saving penalties against um, superstars. True. But I thought, well, look, my opinion doesn't really sort of matter overly, as you'd say, Colm, in the grand scheme of things. I would let, let me you. take to the internet and find out what people are saying about him. So I did a bit of a quick um, Twitter search just to see what was going on, and I just came across. Because I wanted to get a sense, was this the right thing to drop him or not? So Southampton Page was saying, I'm glad we've dropped Bazunu in a sarcastic way. We've just conceded even more. 
Um, and then I scrolled on. Uh, we had Joe the American. Come on, Alex, my keeper, Alex McCarthy, got in in his place. Closely followed up by Bazunu would have said that, you clown. There was an awful lot of personal abuse of McCarthy here, so I, I deliberately sort of steered, steered clear of that. Le Sacre Roma. Uh, basically, I did a Google Translate on this, and that um, also translates to uh, McCarthy, you clown. I was going to uh, read it in French, sorry, I didn't bother for you. Then we'd, uh, it was pra- in praise of Bazunu. Uh, ben James uh, Carragher was digging Bazunu out a little too. I actually thought that he was a solid young keeper, obviously going to concede with Southampton. Uh, not a great defence giving up 20 shots a game um, <laughs> is what's happening there yeah. uh, Sam says still can't believe that Sellers has dropped Bazunu and we've actually leaked more goals for those who wanted Maka back hate to say I told you so so I couldn't really get a proper sense from all of those like I know a lot of them are sort of saying mm. bring Bazunu back in was it the right thing but I couldn't fully still make up my mind so I did what you of course do to try and any good investing of your line exactly I went to chat GBT yeah. <laughs> um, which gave me the lowdown. So I just basically asked it, you know, um, was it the right thing that Gavin Bazunu um, has been dropped here and, you know, should they get him back into the mixer? Right. And ChatGPT, um, should he leave Southampton this summer was actually the question. That was the question. That, that I actually, in fact, asked him now that I read it in front of me here. Um, so AI obviously sort of uh, dissociated itself slightly from the uh, question and then said, however, there are several factors that Bazunu and his representatives may want to consider when making such a decision, including his playing time, his potential for growth and development and the level of competition that he will face at Southampton. If Bazunu is not getting regular playing time at Southampton, he may want to consider a move to another club where he would have more opportunities to showcase his talents and further his career. On the other hand, if he's valued by the Southampton coaching staff, and who knows who the hell they're going to be, mm-hmm. um, that he'll be seen as an important part of the team's future and he may choose to uh, stay and continue working with the club. Right. Which so I thought was pretty conclusive. Conclusive, yeah. ChatGPT turns out is a good, has a good mm. brain for football, maybe. Uh, so they've danced I, around honest, the answer. I'm still, I'm still sort of none the wiser. Um, would he be better off in the championship next season and like rebuilding his confidence over the course of career like he's taken literally taken an absolute hammering over the last season in every regard and it's a bit of a um, thankless task so I don't know would he be better off in the championship yeah it's a good question I envision him playing there next season I think so like he's so young lads and you know even younger for a goalkeeper because they traditionally play longer than outfielders yeah he's he's such a long way to go my worry about him is if Southampton don't get promoted next season and he plays and say they finish mid-table or lower half of the table doesn't have a particularly good season then a Premier League mm. club might not want him as much trouble. anymore and yeah. then suddenly he's a, a recognised championship player rather than a promising Premier League goalkeeper See, it's like I'd love Cuevin Keller to be playing in the championship next season because it means he's left Liverpool he's getting regular game time etc etc why does he need the championship Cuevin uh, Keller well there's chat about him going to Brentford could, yeah, could he not have yeah. a Premier League call that Brentford would be a great move I, I think with Bazunu you want to be a brave club in the Premier League now to take him on to take him on just even the optics of it like he, ha- he had a lot of good uh, games initially for Southampton that's why that's why Alex McCarthy remained on the bench for most of the season like he was good for a while he yeah. just, he's he a very good he's a very good goalkeeper it's yeah. that that will come back it's just I mean when you're taking that kind of a hammering from a defensive point of view there are shambles looking at them last night oh, yeah. defensively absolute joke they are but in fairness three of the four goals I mean the one was a penalty and the other three um, from open play were brilliant like they were yeah. exceptionally good team moves by Forrest great finishes as well oh my god Morgan gives White's um, assist yeah. Oh, the subtle flick touch for Danilo to finish who's really coming to form at a crucial stage he'll be one of their cult heroes like Carlos Tevez West Ham style oh, yeah. if Forrest stay up Danilo's scoring loads lately uh, but Gibbs White as well like they invested huge amounts of money in Gibbs White from Wolves mm. uh, last summer he was a late signing and he didn't start the best remember they were at home to Tottenham and he was kind of marked out of the game and a bit peripheral 
And I remember when he first should have seen Wolves, I was thinking, geez, this guy is seriously good. And he went to be quiet for a few years. I think he had a loan spell. It was at Sheffield United, certainly in the championship. Yeah. But Forrest really, really hedged their bets on him. And it's paying off because now he's becoming increasingly influential. Mm. I hope Forrest stay up. I really, really enjoy yep. Nottingham Forest. Yeah, I love the city ground. As I said, I love their jersey, love their crest. Nostalgia reasons you want them to stay up, is it? Yeah, I just like saying Nottingham Forest. You just like saying Nottingham yeah. Forest? As much as I dislike saying Sheffield United because you have to say their full name. Well, mm. Do you know what I mean? I see you. Yeah. True, yeah. yeah. You can't see United. They're up Sheffield. now, so there's nothing we can do about it. It's true. Uh, we should say after that, fir- that first match, Fulham 5, Leicester 3, there was a post-match interview with the always honest James Madison. Um, we were not hungry enough to want to win the game. Now, he did clarify what he meant, or rather, how it was perceived um, thereafter on Twitter. So I think we might have the, the screenshots from the tweets that he put up. Oh, but we he, don't, but I have we don't, there. But we have yeah. them there. So what is wrong with social media? Say one thing in an interview straight after a game, and it gets taken away out of context. When I say not hungry enough, I mean aggressive and on the front foot in duels, not us wanting to win or realising the importance. I followed that up. We were not good enough today, and we've only got ourselves to blame and apologise for that. But as someone who sees the work we are doing every single day to try and put this right, it's not down to attitude or application. We will keep going until the very end. So, James Madison and the Leicester players keen to point out that they are trying their very utmost to stay up. Will that be enough? I don't really know. But certainly the choice of words, the lack of hunger, was was one that... Yeah, you look at the table this morning. So, Southampton are goners, really. Yeah. uh, 24 points. So, they're six points off 19th, let alone um, safety, which they are eight points off. Then you have Leeds and Leicester... 19th and 18th respectively both on 30 points Le- uh, Leeds have a far inferior goal difference and then Everton are lingering outside the relegation zone on 32 points mm. so what a win yesterday 5-1 away to Brighton that's only their second away win all season Everton Crazy. their last one was in October so first after first uh, win in 8 altogether after that first match so four teams sat within a point of each other by 5 o'clock and then you've got the Brighton Everton game kicking off and you're thinking so we were talking yesterday we were like we're gonna, we were going to book an Everton guest yeah. for the show yeah. today because we're like yeah. they're going to be gone mm. Brighton are going to beat them yeah. and it's going to be essentially Everton in serious serious doo-doo like. and uh, the performance last night was just ridiculous well even if you look at the fixtures to come I so there's four te- basically West Ham are safe and there's four teams there that are in the mix for to join Southampton yeah. in relegation that's what we're talking about and I don't fancy Nottingham Forest fixtures no Chelsea Arsenal a reserve in Chelsea I'm not, I'm not saying they could be gone the, the, three points against Chelsea the, anyway. the win yesterday means that they will be in the mix come the final day no matter what happens when they have Crystal Palace you would think which may not be the case for a Leicester for example mm. who have Liverpool and Newcastle coming they could be gone by the time they play West Ham so like Everton of City so that's you know like a game gone and then Wolves and Bournemouth and Southa- yeah, Southampton are gone there's no, no need to even discuss them um Forest having Chelsea and Arsenal in their next two games. Yeah, interesting. Tricky. Is Everton Man City? Uh, uh, Probably. Is there yeah. any point talking about it? I, I, uh, I almost well, feel like Deitch now is the man to uh, open this title race wide open because Everton need the points. I remember they had a massive win against Man City years ago under Ronald Koeman at Goodison, and I always go back to that game thinking, "Oh, City struggle at Everton, but yeah. they actually don't." Is that Goodison that game? Yeah. Well, that, that could uh, be interesting. I mean, that I they're not great. The City they're, game. Yeah. I mean, look at they've it. not been great at home, Everton. No, it's true. They seem to uh, enjoy mm. the release valve of playing away. Mm. The pressure in Goodison is phenomenal like the, among yeah. the fans, and they get real um, angry quickly when it goes wrong. Like I watched the Newcastle game recently when Newcastle obliterated them. They, and Everton fans, they, they, either, they either turn or leave in their droves. Mm. You don't want to be a struggling player playing Speak with home. their feet. I enjoyed Martin O'Neill on Monday Night Football last night. Mm. Yeah. I, I, Good insight. 
Um, he's he's very different. Like I felt sort of about the Graham Souness departure that there's room for a Souness, a Keane, a Martin O'Neill sort of in the same territory. Mm. You know, you leave the deep analysis stuff to he was on with character last night. You can leave all the minutiae of the breaking the thing down yeah. to him. Um, but he was good. Yeah, like there was uh, the in-game stuff was was so-so and he will talk a little bit he'll obviously talk about the stuff that it would be in his strengths you know mm. um, which wouldn't be that level of breakdown you know certainly wasn't offering it um, last night but always value and like you know I just felt there was even that maybe they did 15 minutes at the end about his you know the typical Monday night oh, yeah. chat it was only life. about 15 minutes last night which definitely that could have been I was firstly surprised that it hadn't happened before now mm. Um, yeah. But they obviously got into the Brian Clough stuff, given the night that was in it. Talked about him. Been a, um, he said, you know, Dave Jones was offering to him that Brian Clough was a great sort of man manager. A brilliant technician. A tactician is what uh, Martin O'Neill said. It, in some ways, I felt as if he was also answering the question about himself. <laughs> it, real similarities there. Yeah. Um, he says he got a bad rep, uh, didn't turn up at a training at all, but was a genius coach in game. This Clough? Yeah, Clough. That's what Martin O'Neill said about Clough. Um, and he said he, he himself was inspired by Peter Taylor, not Clough, uh, to become a manager. That he met him in a shop. Uh, O'Neill was running around the shop trying to avoid him. This was after he had, <laughs> uh, they, they had parted. They were, they were no longer working together. Yeah. Uh, trying to avoid him because they never really get on that well. Taylor spots him, shouts at him, calls him over and says, Oh, you. I always thought you'd make a great manager. Why are you not in management? And that was it. He thought, Oh, Jesus. Well, what a nice little meeting. Oh. And then and then there was a lovely thing right at the end of it where Jamie Carragher says, he's clearly building up to pay Martin O'Neill a compliment and says, you were slash are a great manager. And a smile creeps somewhere, across on his face. And no, it was that, a lovely, it's a lovely, lovely little moment. I always feel like there's a, there's a knowledge, and this was kind of brought up in the roadshow, our own roadshow last week, there's a knowledge on Sky that they're saying something that's going to be clipped. I almost feel like they, they, they have their answers, especially Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville. They know... How how short to keep their answers for social media? It's like it's almost like they say they say something. They like look at the camera like there you go. <laughs> Take go that on, one. Clip that quick. Yeah. Throw anyway, it up. Tag it me. Good. Tag me. It was good. He said he said he said he misses the game. Misses the game desperately. Says at the end and quite clearly wants back in. You could call it a hashtag. Come and get me, please. Maybe. Yeah, I think I'm most of those Monday night footballs can be. But I, I thought he'd um, walk off he into the sunset. Yeah. I suppose he he's, he feels like he's unfinished business because since the Aston Villa job, it hasn't really been great for him. Mm. Um, I like a great spells at Ireland. He also looks very well for his age, doesn't he? Yeah, very well. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was yeah, I was interested. I thought the Brian Clough stuff was most interesting. Mm. Obviously, we were talking pre-show like, God, did they get into the Ireland stuff at all? But of course, there'd be no interest in Sky from that point of view. But you yeah. kind of want that little bit because you feel that away from the Irish media, he'd probably open up a bit more. Yeah. He's always very defensive with us. He is. Um, but I think him talking about Clough is the most interesting element, and him calling Clough by far the most charismatic manager mm. he's ever ever seen in British football I always enjoy him on ITV during the World Cup I think he's a good comments. I think he's a good pundit yeah. there is a, there's always room for that yeah, yeah. bit of crack out of him yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not it's not the like you know and the other thing that you sort of forget about is that he's obviously still loves football probably mm. the same way as ourselves and that he's watching a lot of games yeah. like when I'm at home I don't have the sort of touch screen out and analysing every little detail whereas the you know Carragher and Neville are doing that day in day out every single day of the week yeah so it's difficult to get up to that level yeah um, Muller boy here is an Everton fan right. and he's predicting a two-all draw Goodison tonight or sorry next time against Man City mm. equally could be 22-2 and as Ron Kathleen has uh, said to us here that I forgot about this Everton drew one all with Man City at Yeti had earlier on this season Kathleen's dad is an Everton fan reminder of it last night 
So it feels like one of those games that, that Everton could get something out of. Just no, based I, on the I just, last night. I just can't see it. I, I just can't, can't see it. It's just because uh, City have the title to go for, so they're highly motivated. Yeah. Um, and also, they are the sort of team that, like, even though they've just been squeak, they squeaked past Leeds the other day, like, it, City are the type of team that feel, even if they're beating a team 2-1 or 1-0, that they'll just beat you by what they need to beat you by. They've got um, the Real Madrid games either side of that Everton game. This is you giving more hope to Everton fans. Yeah, nah. they've got to concentrate in the Champions League as well. I they know can, they want to win the treble, of course. They can. City can also afford to switch in and out four or five players and yeah, still win comfortably. I don't like. I I've been tempted to be fooled by the two one. I'll see what. Well, let's see what happens against Everton. I'm not sure. Yeah, two one such a predicted scoreline, isn't it? If it's an upset. Oh I'll yeah, for two one upset. Or well, a two one defeat for Leeds was an upset <laughs> to me. Um, really? Oh yeah, but yeah, well, it was a two one hammering. Mm. Oh yeah, like second third year they had a penalty which uh, Haaland donated to Ilkay Gundogan to score his first ever senior hat trick, mm. and uh, Guardiola castigated him. There's no room for sentiment in professional sport. Mm. No room for sentiment. If Haaland wasn't so selfless, if he wasn't so selfless, he'd break the all-time scoring record for yeah. a given season. Probably still do that. Great fella. We've got a couple. Of, there's a theme in the comments as well. Jim Sullivan says, "Will United take a punt on Bazunu? Cheap option, perhaps." Uh, Brian says Bazunu is miles off United level right now. I don't know about that. Shifty lad agreeing with the, the original comment Keller from Man United. I don't know. Well, Bazunu um, could certainly play ball from the back. That the way that David De Gea can't. But yeah. De Gea is a better goalkeeper than Bazunu at the moment. Yeah, for like, sure. definitely all round. And he's still only thirty-two De Gea as well, so he's not yeah. exactly beyond it just now. Yet. If United signed Bazunu this summer, delighted. Oh, he awesome. doesn't have to start straight away. He could play a few games here and there. Play a few domestic cup games. He's so young, lads. Remember, so if he's playing enough, yeah. plays about ten to fifteen games next season, and then the following season De Gea moves out a bit, then maybe we chance him. Well, the word is Jack Butland is going to leave United this summer um, as the number two. So there could be room there for a younger number two to come in, mm. get your year or maybe, two under yeah. De Gea, and then maybe he needs somewhere off Broadway, Bazunu, I think, yeah. to rebuild his confidence a little bit. Like that's. That yeah. that will be uh, that'll be a tough that'll have been a tough season for him. Totally, but like he's so young, he's such a long career ahead. He's going to have spells where he's not confident, yeah. where he's not playing well. So I hope there's no panic around him and he's discarded. Oh, no. yeah. You know that, that's what I hope. Or more to the point, I hope clubs don't discard him. I think he'd be looked after only. There was some chat in my little uh, research last night, let's call it, um, where there was somebody saying, you know, who, where will these sweeter players who were involved in some of the teams that are towards the bottom end of the Premier League, if they get relegated, where would some of these players go? And he happened to be one of them that was mentioned. Right. And there was some people responding saying that he should go to Chelsea. Bazunu? Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't say... He may not be discarded, but... Yeah, um, Kepa and Mendy aren't... Uh, I wouldn't want him walking into that dress. I think Mendy's a fine goalkeeper, though, just, again, like Bazunu, yeah. out of form. That's a mess with club yeah. at the minute. Championship final day yesterday was some crack. Millwall 3-1 up. Mm. Lewis. Yeah. Our own, our own Rory Darmus Blackburn just oh. missed out in the playoffs. I was thinking of him when I saw the final table. I was like, yeah. oh, that's, that must be disappointing to finish seventh in the championship. Uh, but uh, Jonathan Wilson, a semi-regular on the show, is a huge Sunderland fan. And he said, what are we doing in the playoffs? We're not ready. We're only little boys. We're going to get destroyed in the Premier League. So it's third against sixth, isn't it? And fourth against yeah, fifth. Yeah, so we, yeah. we'll have the playoffs. So Burnley and Sheffield United, of course, automatically promoted to the Premier League. Luton Town in third will play Sunderland over two legs in the playoff semi-finals and Middlesbrough will play Coventry it's a real old school kind of yeah. feel to the playoffs especially Ravenelli Ravenelli sure mm. I would love Coventry to come up now that crest brings me back to the 90s and Premier League stickers yeah, yeah. Mm. remember a shiny remember if you got a shiny in a pack mm. oh it was, you, do you know what I mean by this yeah, I do yeah the shiny cards the shinies yeah, yeah, are 10 a penny now oh shinies were huge and the Coventry crest and the shiny if anyone has the Coventry crest and the shiny, can you send a picture in to us? Kev Cavan, I would course, display that happily. Finished his career at Coventry, Kev. 
and he played for Sunderland. I forget about that, yeah. He had a couple of. Every game is a Kevin Kilban derby, is what you're saying. Essentially, I would also like to see Luton up. They seem to regularly make the playoffs. Mm. Well, Road just looks massively like. overachieving. <laughs> and Rory makes the point to Roy Army here in the comments. Luton, nice and handy name, easy to say. Yeah, you'd have to say Luton Town. Oh, have you right. ever flown into Luton? <laughs> uh, no, but I know people who have. Luton, I'll tell you, is is one of those. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Luton is an easy is an easy name to say. This is what was just happening in the studio here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I know people who have flown into Luton. Sure. Sure. That was my that was to be fair. Luton. Uh, my point was Luton is one of the um, bleakest places I've been to in quite some time. You're always having a go at uh, places in England. Wolverhampton was the last yeah. one. Apologies to anyone from Wolverhampton. Uh, I think it was just the place I stayed. You know, you're, you sometimes you stay in a bleak little. Did you fly uh, in in wintertime, like? No, it was actually a couple of months ago. Ah, I suppose that was winter time. <laughs> <laughs> I think. What is there some way? When we're yeah, what time is it? This last couple of minutes. It's not been not been our highest. Not our point. finest. Put it, no. put it into the Emeralds. <laughs> um, here's a here's a stat that shocked me. <laughs> right, go on. Glenn Whelan has 91 caps for the Republic of Ireland. But I, I, and that, I also thought he was still playing ball. That's a stat though that everyone that I felt like I feel like everyone knows. No, I would have heard it. I, I, I would have heard it, but it's just um, it's shocking to me that he played that many games but then I look back and Sir Giovanni Chapatoni loved him mm. he played every minute, every game of yeah. Euro 2012 he played two of the first three games of Euro 2016 yeah, central yeah. to a lot of Ireland's um, great moments actually he's highly but thought of by teammates I, he, I think he was much maligned unfairly by Irish fans he was often the scapegoat for mm. the lack of creativity but he always like he was always steady out and actually steady is a, almost a bit of an insult as well that word like he's a good player like he was good I think yeah. I put him in the category of good Good player, solid player. Uh, you, you, yeah, I put him, never, I put him above solid. Uh, he's he's ninety one capped international. Well, you're never going to say he was a great player, so let's just accept yeah. that. But and you could say he was a great servant to brilliant, Ireland. brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Ninety one capped. I wasn't so surprised. That's like a that's like a little uh, well, you're a great servant. You're not a great player. You're a great There's servant. No to the better, uh, no better cause to serve your country. I uh, imagine that's true. Yeah, that's true. Now you might not be patriotic, like, but if you are, that could be one. I tell you who's now. Patriotic is uh, Declan Rice because someone's commented into the, the comments. Uh, Brian says Everton need to play the national anthem before the game again Sunday to give Dyche a superpower. Hmm. There's a patriotic You'd be up for man. that, Jen. Well, if, absolutely. If whatever floats Everton's boat, whatever floats Dyche's boat, Declan Rice was absolutely blaring out "God Save the King" before the, the West Ham United game. Why wouldn't he? Fair play to him, and, and tell you what, he was man of the match as well. So it obviously inspired something in, instilled something in him. This uh, idea of a monarchy. Uh, just got into his bloodstream. So fair play to him. Um, Why wouldn't he? Yeah, sure, let him at it. I, I know the Liverpool. Uh, we haven't really spoken about that. The, the reaction to God Save the King in, in Anfield at the weekend was mm-hmm. was uh, Predict- awkward. It was predictable, predictable but awkward. Yeah. yeah. Um, good point here as well by Shane in the comments that Sweden should have got a testimonial for Ireland. His rocket against uh, Buffon at Croke Park. Oh. And Mike probably sums him up, but he's a great professional. Did he ever really officially retire from Ireland though? I don't, don't think, think so. so. I think he so always can't really be given um, when he was with Hearts. I remember he's he the same as Paul McShane. He said, said, "I'm never gonna." But I didn't read. Uh, like, I forgot that he was at uh, Bristol Rovers for so long. Thirty-nine years old to finish up. He's going to be a he coach. He said, as well "No, he was forty-two, forty-three. I would have said, "Yeah, that. I believe you. Fair enough. He's yeah. going to be a first-team coach there." Somebody so. says here, uh, Michael, he was a great professional. I think that definitely is uh, an insult. Did you just say that? Sorry, yeah, I thought I'd switched over that. No, no, not an insult at all. That basically sums him up. I think that's it. Like, I think that's there's no. Sideswiping that at all, like I think no. that, yeah, applied himself well, incredible. And like you said about obviously teammates and stuff like that, like um, it's not an insult to say that he made the most out of everything he had. Like yeah. people sometimes tend to read an awful lot into that, but I think that squeezed it all out. Yeah, ninety-one caps. 
Fair play to him. Congrats to, to Glenn Whelan on a, an extraordinary career, I, w- I would call it, certainly from an international perspective. 91 caps is, uh, is quite an achievement and certainly some good memories in an Irish jersey there. Um, Ferguson, Alex Ferguson. Yeah, 10 years ago this week, he announced he was retiring from football. I, 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 this surprises me the most because I can't believe it's 10 years, although the other part of me is like, well, actually, it does feel like 10 years. Mm. BBC Sport did a very good piece yesterday, the behind the scenes leading up to his announcement and how a few people knew because they had to know. So he decided in December 2012 he was stepping away. Mm. So in the October, his wife's sister passed away. Yeah. And he took that as a sign, OK, need to spend more time with Cathy. And he had to let the club know by March that he wasn't renewing his contract or wasn't staying beyond that season. That was a, an existing deal. So they met David Gill, but little did he know that David Gill was about to tell him, oh, I'm leaving. So they were surprising each other. Yeah. And trying to keep it under wraps was the big thing. And actually, the news broke 24 hours uh, earlier than he wanted. So he was livid at that. The, the word got out. Uh, the players kind of were laughing and joking with him, but the staff were taking it very seriously because they were so unsure of their futures. But what's really, I think what really resonates in the piece is just how much of a mess it was almost from day one when Fergie left. The because handover. there was no... Well, the handover is exactly it. So he thought he was leaving uh, the club in great shape, but they had no planning meeting that summer about what to do next. Yeah. And they didn't appoint uh, David Moyes officially until the 1st of July. So they didn't buy him out of his everything contract. Mm. So by the time he started, he was well behind. Well, so your already. job now is to get behind your new manager. Was that not known that it was Moyes at that time? Oh, yeah. That, it was all re- revealed then. So that game, that was the last home game uh, against Swansea. Uh, but the announcement came before that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was leading up. So the yeah, game, yeah. the the announcement was the Wednesday. So yeah. they could have been planning and the away match was that I'm weekend. Saying. Yeah, and they they had an emergency. Sorry, they they convened after the last game, the five all draw away to West Brom, mm. but they never had a meeting after that again. So they were behind. But it just goes to like it was just the start of a decade of madness at the club. Like, isn't there a website that does the here's what happened in this day in sport? Oh yes, you know, like the. The Colin Blue Hook website. <laughs> Basically, this is column every day of the week. Like, here's something else that happened seven years ago. Yeah. Today, no, it's a good, it's a good one. Though. Seven years ago today, yeah. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> I was in Old Trafford for uh, Ferguson's 25th anniversary game against Sunderland. One nil win for United. Wes Brown scored an own goal for Sunderland, um, and that was the day that the Sir Alex Ferguson stand, Alex Ferguson stand as I call it, were, were, was named for him, and he was completely surprised. And like literally, we brought on onto the pitch. I think by David Gill and turn around there, and they'd obviously kept this secret from him. And uh, it was a nice little revelation for Alex Ferguson. But yeah, it, it seems wasn't there a David Moyes interview done recently where he was like, I was just called and told. Yeah, it was the, United, he he did the you know, the CEO. Yeah, that, that was one? it. That was yeah. the one. Yeah, very good. And he said he said he was out shopping with his wife in Manchester, maybe or somewhere. Yeah, and uh, he gets a call. Where are you? I'm uh, shopping. Right, come round to my house a bit. Ready, come round and ha- come round in an hour, and then he's like, uh, he's sort of saying to the wife, "Oh, I'm after getting called around to Alex Ferguson's house." You can't say no. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what he, what he wants. Like, yeah. So you'd actually no idea what the hell he was going out there for. D- certainly did not expect clearly that he was going to be uh, coronated. Here's the, here's the keys to Old Trafford. Coronated. Well, it's topical anyway. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. If we don't Let's know. Go now, we'll never know. Yeah, Wilmslow, Wilmslow in Cheshire. That's where Alex Ferguson lives. Uh, I'm reliably informed. Um, any other messages coming in? Yeah, the Orbis football collection, best club sticker album of all time. I, like when we talk sticker albums, I have one. I think somewhere in the studio, but used to collect. You know, the keep swap, keep swap. You'd be on the school. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, school run. Bob Doyle. Bob Doyle. You get three normals for a, a shiny. Three normals for a shiny. Yeah, yeah. See, for I, I'd say for from a parent's perspective, it's an expensive hobby. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. Well, it's a good um, carrot to get oh, stuff done. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Clean your room there, and here's two packets. Stuff done exactly. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> 
They come now, in a box. But they're, they're, you know the way they were simple? You said there was a shiny, there was normal ones, and that was sort of it. Now there's like Hattrick Heroes, oh, um, Man and ones. There's like um, ones that speak to you upcoming. Probably. There's like you know all these hundred club. The world's moving too fast for us, lads. Yeah. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.